so the other day I went and hung out with my sister and my cousin, Liliana. Uh-huh. And we went to Target and then went and got coffee in the Target. Okay. <laughs> and when I go out, yeah, I don't use my name when for orders and stuff. Okay. Because it's too complicated and I don't want yeah. workers to feel bad for not being able to spell my name. Okay. And I don't want to slow them down with them being like, oh, how do you spell that? Because it <laughs> honestly doesn't matter. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I use my sister Brittany's name uh-huh. because it's simple. Yeah. I like my ears perk up when I hear the name. Mm-hmm. It's whatever. But I went and got Starbucks with Brittany <laughs> and <laughs> I ordered first and the guy was like, what's your name? And I was like, oh, it's Brittany. And then, <laughs> and then Brittany like looked at me and was like, oh, oh, you're Brittany. <laughs> Like, she was telling me with her eyes, uh-huh. and then he asked her what her name was. Okay. And she was like, it's Brittany. And then he very, like, <laughs> aggressively was like, no, what, really, what's your name? You don't need to lie to me. <laughs> and Brittany was like, no, I'm, I'm really Brittany. I'm not the one lying. <laughs> she is. And then I was like, no, come on. I'm Brittany. <laughs> and, just, and the guy was like, okay, you two are the Brittany's. And then my cousin ordered. Uh-huh. And he was like, and you're Brittany? <laughs> And then him and his, like, second barista uh-huh. just started calling us the Britneys. That's amazing. <laughs> he was like, Britney number one. Britney, come here. Your drink is ready. <laughs> Britney, c- you're the second Britney. Hi, come on, Brittany. it's ready. It's Britney, bitch. Can you please come get your coffee? <laughs> I just thought it was nice. <laughs> oh, that's great. I love that. I uh, Yeah. These names, man, that are hard to spell. Mm-hmm. Every time, C-A-S-S-Y, I'm like, ooh, <laughs> no, that's that's as far from correct as you could possibly get. Mm-hmm. My cup made a weird whistling noise. Yeah, I, don't know if, I don't know if you caught that on the audio. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey Hello. there. Hi. Hi, Hi everyone. Uh, welcome to That Broad's Got Moxie. Yes, I'm Kiana. I'm Cassie. We're here. Yep. We're doing it in the podcast dome. <laughs> I don't know what that was. That was a weird <laughs> sound. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Danny looked at me like, what the fuck? Danny's here with us, yes. as always. Yep. Because she lives here, but <laughs> also. Because <laughs> she needs to record us so we because sound she does good. everything. And then she edits us to not make us sound psych- psychotic. And dumb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So many ums. <laughs> so many ums. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I got blood drawn this morning, so my arm hurts. Mm-hmm. She's blangry. I'm, I'm blangry. That's right. <laughs> because I don't, I'm missing three vials of blood. <laughs> I did get cookies and juice afterwards, so I was pretty happy about that. What kind of cookies? Uh, I had a chocolate chip mm-hmm. with sea salt, which is Ooh, tasty yep. AF, mm-hmm. and a peanut butter one. Mm. Mm-hmm. New seasons, what's what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's episode 26. Mm. We have gone through the alphabet. We're off our parents' health care. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sure, sure are. <laughs> As a podcast, we're Shit, off of our... we're on our own now. <laughs> we're in trouble. Yeah, so, okay, episode 26, so even numbers, so I get to go first. Mm-hmm. I'm doing my notes off my phone again, because... Mm-hmm. 
Well, I was still finishing them when Cam yeah. got here today. <laughs> I was like, yes, yes, come in. Also, I was telling Danny, I think it's hysterical when you text me and you're like, hi, I'm early. And it's like 10 minutes early. <laughs> I'm like, that's fine. <laughs> I just never I don't know. need a heads up for 10 minutes. 45 minutes? Yes. Tell me you're here. So then I can go, shit, shit, shit. I'm not ready. <laughs> but 10 10 to 15 minutes we can swing. I just, so. I, I like to tell you because if, because usually your guys' door is open it's and out, the screen yeah. door is closed. Yeah, yeah. And I can see it and I'm like, oh, they're ready for me. Yeah. But anytime I see that the door is closed along with the one screen door. One of us door, is naked. But I, one of you, somebody's <laughs> not ready. <laughs> so I'm like, but oh, also I have to the air conditioner's on. So. Oh. Oh. <sighs> because we don't like being hot. That's fair. And we have two dramatic cats who think anything over 75 is just the seventh circle of hell yeah it's me i'm the cat (laughs) (laughs) accurate okay who you doing today okay so today i was i was you know thinking about like who to talk about and i was like you know what Last week, talking about the Golden Girls was super fun. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, I'm on a roll. I'm going to talk about another TV show. Ooh. Uh, so, and this is, it's relevant. And the reason why I'm doing it this week is because, like, uh, this is the first time we're recording since it got the, like, go-ahead for season four, which is super oh, exciting. Okay. So today, okay. <laughs> I'm talking about the TV show Winona Earp. Yes. Yay! I've been telling Kiana that I'm gonna do this for months, mm-hmm. and finally it was like, oh, this is relevant now. Okay, yes, I'm gonna talk about it for sure today. Yeah, it's Danny's favorite. It's show. Danny's fucking jam. She's and told me to watch it <laughs> more than once. More than once, <laughs> like every time she sees you. And I, I just can't make that commitment at this time. <laughs> I'm a failure. Okay. Danny's eyes. We still love you. <laughs> All right, so. It's a supernatural western horse television series that airs on the Sci-Fi Channel. Okay. I have a question. What's your question? <laughs> <laughs> What's a western? Okay. I have a great answer for you. <laughs> okay. So a western film, right? Yeah. Is a genre that generally, it doesn't always have to, revolve around stories set in the late 19th century specifically in the American Old West. But because there's other things like a space western mm-hmm. or like this one is a western horror series. Mm-hmm. Um basically the th- the th- like thematically mm-hmm. it revolves around a stoic hero. Okay. And it emphasizes the importance of honor and sacrifice. Okay. Thank you the script lab. Okay. That's where that answer comes from. So, yeah. There's a lot of movies that could be considered a Western, Mm -hmm. but don't necessarily fall into that, you know. Okay. Anyway. Okay. Thank you. That's what a Western film is. Or a Western, you know, thing. Okay. So, it was uh, created, written, and produced by Emily Andrus. Mm -hmm. She is the showrunner, and she's a fucking gem. She she's done a lot of good work, but I think personally, I think Winona Earp is mm-hmm. like top notch. Like she's hit her peak, so good for her. Hopefully, um, maybe she maybe she'll keep going up. Hopefully, yeah, <laughs> just keep climbing that mountain, girl. 
That makes it sound like she's peaked and I know. going to be shit for so I was like, I was like, hold on. No, 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 no. <laughs> Emily Andrews, we are rooting for you. Keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. It's a Canadian-American production uh, that's based on the comic book series, mm-hmm. Winona Earp, by Bo Smith. Uh, the comic series is, like, there's a graphic novel that's in a couple different parts, and there's other, like... I think there's three or four, like, short series that only have, you know, four or five issues in them. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's Winona Earp. Kind of, you know... It's IDW. Basic. Yeah, it is IDW. Um, basic plot line is, you know, she's fighting vampires and zombies and stuff like that. So, Emily Andrus was like, oh, okay, how can we build on this and really, like, make this... This female-led, like, badass show. Mm-hmm. That's what she did. Uh, so, Winona Earp premiered in the United States on the Sci-Fi Channel on April 1st, 2016. So, here's the basic, like, overview of the show. So, Winona Earp is the great-great-granddaughter of the legendary lawman Wyatt Earp. Okay. Okay. And she battles revenants, mm-hmm. which are the reincarnated outlaws that Wyatt killed. I think he oh. was a marshal. I want to say he was like a U.S. marshal. Mm-hmm. Sheriff. He's, sheriff. Something like that. I don't remember exactly what. But he's taken out all these bad guys. Then he was cursed. Mm. And so now all of the men, all the bad guys that he killed mm-hmm. come back as revenants, which are essentially just demons. Yeah. So. <clears throat> she fights ghosts. Yeah, basically. Um, nice. So she also fights other supernatural beings that inhabit what's called the Ghost River Triangle. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that is a cursed territory near the Canadian Rockies. Mountains, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Okay. And that includes... Her, like, their hometown where their homestead is in a, in a place called Purgatory. That's the Very name of the city? aptly named. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> yes. So, Purgatory is within the boundaries of the Ghost River Triangle. All right. So, when she turns 27, mm-hmm. she inherits the special power to return the revenants to hell by using Wyatt Earp's special revolver. That's this big, mm. long, like, 16-inch barreled revolver called Peacemaker. Okay. And it only... But it only... She can only use it to kill revenants. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not a dangerous weapon because she can't hit anything. Yes, she can. <laughs> so it's I'm, a gun. But it's only a special gun It's to a some. special gun. And it's the only thing that you can use... To kill revenants and send them back to hell. Okay. Oh my gosh. But you can kill humans. It's a gun. Protected <laughs> by the Second Amendment. Revenants right. also can't touch it because it burn it burns them. Okay. So, so it's made of salt. Other yes. I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's not real. Oh boy. Okay. Where am I? I'm so thrown off. Okay. Gun. Gun. Jesus. <laughs> Guns are bad. Mm-hmm. Except for Peacemaker, because she's sending demons back to hell. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so Winona is recruited by this group called the Black Badge Division, mm-hmm. 
which is a secret government agency, right? Mm-hmm. It's on the DL. Mm-hmm. Um, it's and it's led by Special Agent Xavier Dolls. D a h l s. No, D O L L S. Dolls. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So he enlists her. They're part of their, you know, partners on the as part of the Black Badge Division. And then she eventually kind of gathers her little, like, group of, mm-hmm. you know, of people, which includes Doc Holliday, who was Wyatt Earp's partner mm-hmm. and best friend. And I don't know why I'm doing this episode. <laughs> Danny should be guesting this episode. <laughs> I literally sat on the couch and I was like, so what should I say about this? And she was like, okay, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, I don't, why am I trying? <laughs> Honestly, I'm doing my best. <laughs> so it includes Doc Holliday, mm-hmm. best friend and partner of her great, great grandfather, White Earp. Mm-hmm. Also her sister, Wait. Waverly, um, Nicole Hot. Who is, yeah, H A U G H T, but it's pronounced hot. Okay. Which is hysterical. Um, also, when Danny told me that, she was like, oh, that's Officer Hot. I was like, oh, Officer Hot. I get it. <laughs> she was like, no, really, that's her name. It's <laughs> like, all right, Emily Andrews, I see, I see what's happening here. And she is a uh, sheriff's deputy and also Waverly's girlfriend. Woo woo. Woo woo. Okay. So that's the that's the crew. Mm-hmm. And then after, you know, after the first season, we get a couple other people who, you know, who jump in and become mm-hmm. part of the team as well. All right. So the first season, real, real quick, centers on Winona fighting the revenants who kidnapped her older sister, Willa, from their homestead when they were little girls. Okay. Okay. And she's also fighting against Bobo Del Rey. Who is he? uh, Right, (laughs) he's the leader of this like pack of revenants who are trying to take down Winona. And then in the second season, uh, Winona discovers she's pregnant, uh, while Waverly struggles uh, with being possessed by a demon and um, doubts about her lineage. Okay, so she starts to she she. It's very much this like. Ooh, she she's got her like crazy demon's eyes on mm-hmm. like something bad's gonna happen but then she's like happy bubbly mm-hmm. waverly like usual it's okay. good episode. it's good season they both have something inside of them <laughs> <laughs> sorry i needed to say that <laughs> uh, <laughs> i just i need a minute <laughs> Accurate statement. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes. Okay. So she's possessed by a demon. <laughs> Winona's pregnant. At the same time, there are these two sister wife widows. Okay. Okay. Who are trying to resurrect the dead sheriff slash their husband who put the curse on Wyatt Earp. Okay. Okay. This is still season two. This is still season two. A lot of shit happens in season two. And then I put, season three is now available on Netflix. So just go watch it. (laughs) You can watch, you can watch all three seasons. It's very good. It's super entertaining. Mm -hmm. It's 
like action packed and there's there's monsters and ghosts and you know super fucking funny women and love (laughs) it's ugh it's it's the best if I were to recap season three. Mm-hmm. Danny just pointed this out. If I were to recap it, just spoilers everywhere. Yeah. So I was like, it's, just go watch it. It's still too fresh on Netflix to be able it to <laughs> exactly. avoid the spoiler I window. I restarted watching it from beginning. So From one? From one. So if I can do it, anybody can do it. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I also Inspirational. just finished. I know. <laughs> I try. Okay, so the main, like, cast of characters, uh, Melanie Scrifano, mm-hmm. who's a Canadian actress, uh, right? Okay, thank you. Melanie <laughs> Scrifano is a Canadian actress. Uh, she plays Winona Earp. She's the sharp-tongued, ass-kicking heir, mm-hmm. and she's the one who wields Peacemaker. She's the only one who can use it to send revenants back to hell. Okay. There we go. Uh, she also likes whiskey and donuts. And I was like, same girl. Same. <laughs> that's admirable. Except for in season two. When she's pregnant. Oh, yeah. That's, that's true. There's a weird look. Season two, you're like, oh, she's pregnant. Things happen. It's super fast. I'll, okay. No promises I might watch it after this. It's so good. Okay. I'll so let, then. I'll, I'll text you right when I start watching it. <laughs> So then there's Dominique Provost Shockley. Mm-hmm. I think that's how you say it. I forgot to look. <laughs> um, and she plays Waverly Earp. So Winona's younger sister. Mm-hmm. She's an expert on ancient history as well as like their family history and the history of purgatory. purgatory. She's done a ton of research about like who the revenants are and who they were in their past life and why why they're bad guys and you know all that stuff it's she's a smart fucking cookie and then there's cat burrell um danny has the biggest crush on her (laughs) (laughs) it's true you and everybody else i mean her name is officer nicole hot yeah so and she is the deputy sheriff of purgatory Mm -hmm. she's a badass uh also ends up being Waverly's girlfriend, like I mentioned. Mm-hmm. And then there are two actors. Uh, Shamir Anderson is plays um, Deputy Marshal Xavier Dolls. Mm-hmm. Right? And he is a special agent with the Black Badge Division. Mm-hmm. And, oh, I can't read that part. That's a huge spoiler. I can't believe I wrote that. <laughs> 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 Woo! Okay. And then also Tim Rosan. Um, okay. Yes. Who we love. Yeah. Uh, he Creek. plays, yes, he plays Mutt on Shit's Creek and he's Doc Holliday. Like I said, mm-hmm. White Herb's best friend and partner. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's the main crew. So why this show is so fucking rad. Mm-hmm. I have several bullet points and then like. Here's why. Mm-hmm. So, it has strong female leads that don't fall into stereotypes or negative tropes. So, Winona is abroad with so much moxie, mm-hmm. right? She's smart, witty, ferociously protective of the people she loves, and is the only one 
who has a weapon who can send these people, you know, the revenants back to hell. Mm-hmm. This is, a, this episode, I've just realized, is littered with me saying back to hell. That's, maybe that's <laughs> the title of just back to hell. <laughs> uh, okay. So. Also and the then, revenant. A revenant. I've been saying a mm-hmm. lot of revenant, too. It, Look, what are you going to do? Sorry to interrupt. Tell me. What was the movie The Revenant about? I don't know. Okay. A bear. And Leonardo DiCaprio fighting it. That's what I thought. I don't actually but know. But then these are revenants. And then I was like, is a revenant a thing? Probably. What's... Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I'm going to Google. Where everybody, everybody has their phone out. Revenant. It's a race. Shit. Okay. I got it. Oh, a I just typed in the movie. Is... <laughs> Uh, a revenant is a noun. Mm-hmm. It's a person who has re- returned, especially supposedly from the dead. Okay. I'm learning so much. <sighs> we really are. Okay. The revenant <laughs> was said too many times for me to ignore it. <laughs> for me for me to not know. It's a fucking For me ghost. to pretend to know that I knew what it meant. Okay. So. Okay. Back uh, to hell. That's Winona. Okay. Waverly uses her brains and her endearing charm to help her sister fucking take care of business Mm -hmm. and get all the bad guys out of town. Uh, Nicole is fearless in the line of duty and in who she is um, and takes control of dangerous situations and lays down the law. She is a rule following, like, Mm -hmm. we're going to get shit done kind of woman. Um, All of this happens without men leading the charge or telling them what to do. Mm-hmm. It's very much like a we're in this together. We're fighting this fight. But as far as our hero goes and who can send these people back, back to, to hell, hell. <laughs> <laughs> Winona and Waverly and Nicole are like in it. Mm-hmm. Next point. There are happy healthy lesbian relationships that don't play into the quote barrier gaze trope mm-hmm. right so the show is many like wonderful things it's action-packed it's heartfelt it's very well written but specifically it focuses on the relationships that these people have mm-hmm. and specifically the relationship between Nicole and Waverly is just like a breath of fresh air. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, uh, Nicole, she's an out lesbian. She doesn't waste any time like talking about her sexuality. She's not coy about it. Mm-hmm. She openly flirts with Waverly like when they meet, and she just kind of lives her truth mm-hmm. without. You know, without fear or need to qualify, like, mm-hmm. oh, this is me. Like, she's she's just living her life. Mm-hmm. And Waverly's interest in Nicole, like, when the first, when the show first opens, Waverly is dating a guy named Champ. Mm-hmm. And when, when her and Nicole first meet, there's an instant spark, Right. But there's no, like, she kind of starts to have the feels for her and have a little crush on her. And it's played out in a very realistic, 
but not predatory mm-hmm. kind of way. It's very open and relaxed. And when they eventually do become like a couple mm-hmm. and are officially, you know, in a relationship together, there's none of this like over the top or dramatic coming out story that, you know, mm-hmm. nobody, nobody feels the need to like sit down, have a discussion and be like, here's the thing, everybody. Yeah. I'm gay. Yeah. You know, <laughs> there's, there's none of that. It just happens really like naturally mm-hmm. and every, you know, everyone around them, I guess, kind of like realizes that they're in a relationship, mm-hmm. but it, Nothing's ever addressed out loud in a, you know, mm-hmm. we're making a statement kind of way. Yeah. Which I really appreciate. Mm-hmm. And I know that's like a big, that's a big point that a lot of people like is that they just have. It's treated like a normal. It's treated like, yeah. Every, like real life is. Yes. It's not exactly. like the exaggerated versions that movies often do of like. Exactly. There's no trauma surrounding it. It just happens in this really natural, like, happy way. Mm-hmm. Okay. How pleasant. How pleasant. Exactly. Um, mm-hmm. There's a lot of interracial relationships in the mm-hmm. show. And again, in the same way that Waverly and Nicole's relationship is just like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Like, race and their difference in race mm-hmm. is never... An issue. It's mm-hmm. not brought up. It's just... It's not a big deal as it shouldn't be a big deal. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, Winona and Dolls have a romantic interest in each other that is very apparent. But they're partners. They work together. And so, like, their relationship stems from them just being, like, good partners. Mm-hmm. Right? And having, like, the trust in each other to fight the bad guys. Who's she? How's she pregnant? I can't tell you that. Oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Danny will spoil it for you after we're done recording. Okay. <laughs> also, Doc Holliday finds himself entangled in several love triangles. He's so goddamn handsome. And yeah, <laughs> I don't <is>. blame him. <laughs> <laughs> that mustache man. Man, Tim Rosan is. In case you how you tell, <laughs> we that was both Ca- Cassie and I doing the clicking noise. It wasn't yeah, just one of us. No. We did that at the same. I'm time. sure Jan Danny joined in as well in her head because yeah. true story. Yeah, we talk about him all the time. It's true. <laughs> uh, okay, so he gets involved in several different love triangles within the Ghost River Triangle, and then I put so many triangles. <laughs> But then also I was like, all I could think of when I said love triangle was like, is this a love triangle? (laughs) And no, that's a shoe. (laughs) Is this a love triangle? No, No, that's that's you. you. (laughs) Am I a triangle? (laughs) What? No. (laughs) It's from Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Danny's looking at us like fucking crazy. (laughs) Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, also a good show. Solid. Yes. I've had so many good shows. Yeah. We could just talk about TV shows. With a lot of, a lot of like female-led good shows are coming mm-hmm. out with, like, actual, like, yeah, authenticity behind Auth- it. Yes. Because women are writing the stories, and who can write a story better than the people who know 
Can I get an amen up in here? Yeah. Amen. Amen. Okay. Let's see. Okay. And then also there's a character named Jeremy who mm-hmm. comes in in season two and he ends up falling for a cute boy. And then we kind of watch how that unfolds in mm-hmm. season three. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, that's right. Jeremy ends up, he has a big crush on Doc Holliday, just like everyone does. Yeah. He likes his fancy mustache <laughs> and eventually grows one. <gasps> to like, oh. <laughs> it's, so, it's adorable. That's so cute. You suddenly see Jeremy with his big broom, you know, <laughs> broom mustache, and you're like, I see what you're doing. Inspired by. In- yeah, exactly. So, next point, let's see. The acceptance of people regardless of their, like, past mistakes, Mm -hmm. or not necessarily mistakes, but just the things that have happened in their past, and, like, the amount of unconditional love Mm -hmm. that is shown to the characters, like, with, you know, within the group. So, all of the characters in the show have a past no one's perfect. Mm-hmm. And it, that's made very apparent. Like, at, you know, some some are good. Some were, like, bad guys. Some of them were married. Some of them are cursed. Some of them were <laughs> criminals. So while they all kind of have these things about them that are character flaws or things that are, quote, bad. Mm-hmm. The amount of, like, love and respect that they all show for each other, regardless of that, mm-hmm. is really, really important. Like, in the very first episode, Winona is coming back to Purgatory for a funeral. But she's been gone for, like, three or four years. And basically abandoned Waverly. Mm. Because she was, like... She likes to drink. Mm-hmm. She gets in trouble. She fucking goes in guns blazing. She's a wild child, right? Mm-hmm. And so she's like, I'm a bad influence on you. I need to get out of here so that you have a chance. Yeah. Right? And so regardless of all these things in her past, Waverly and Winona, like, there's no love lost between them. Mm-hmm. Like, they, they talk about it, and Winona explains herself. And then they fucking move on. Mm-hmm. Like, we're not beating a dead horse here to, you know, to to drum up old dramas and things like that. Mm-hmm. Like, everybody just is accepting regardless of, of what's happened before. Um, 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 consent and boundaries. <laughs> 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 Look. Okay. So consent and boundaries. Boundaries are very important in the show. We are, and I don't know if this is like, maybe, look, I'm being all pretentious and like, well, I noticed this as I push my glasses up. (laughs) But, like, there's physical boundaries. Mm -hmm. The triangle. The Ghost River Triangle. Mm -hmm. It has very, like, strict boundaries because the revenants cannot leave the Ghost River Triangle. And then there's some other bad guys who can't come in. Hmm. Until they're invited. To vampire. Shut your mouth. I haven't seen it. You just that's just obvious. <laughs> <I know. laughs> that's just vampire lore. It's, it, it's, it's the fucking rules. Everybody knows that. So there's like physical boundaries, right? Mm-hmm. But then there's boundaries between 
like Dolls and Winona. They work together. And while there's a lot of sexual tension and, like, romantic interest, they don't cross those boundaries. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so there's boundaries set between these characters that are very, um, they're, like, upheld. Mm-hmm. And I feel respected. And they're respected. And in a lot of shows, those get crossed for one reason or another in, in the heat of the moment or this or that. And it's like, no, they're there and we're going to follow them and respect them, which I think is really important to like see, mm-hmm. you know, in a show, but also consent mm-hmm. uh, before sexy time. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's specifically like, it's such a beautiful, shining example of what <laughs> consent looks like. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nicole and Waverly are, like, making out. Mm-hmm. And it's the heat of the moment and everything's, like, fast and furious, right? Mm-hmm. And at one point, they, you know, Nicole, before before they start doing anything else, Nicole says, are you sure? Mm-hmm. I'm ready to do this, but we can go at whatever pace you want to go. Mm-hmm. And Waverly goes, yes, let's do this. And so it's, it's not, it's, it's not, <laughs> not, se- it's, it's not, not sexy. Mm-hmm. Like consent is sexy. Like mm-hmm. having, th- having that portrayed on screen is like, look, it, you it didn't do ruin it. the moment. <laughs> yeah. It didn't put a hitch in anybody's giddy up, mm-hmm. you know? Double check. <laughs> I like that phrase. <laughs> didn't put a hitch in anybody's giddy up. <laughs> You're welcome. It's one of my favorites. <laughs> but having that on screen, mm-hmm. it's cool. Yeah. Do it. Mm-hmm. Make sure that what you're doing, yeah. everybody's on board for, which is great. So last thing, diversity. Among this, like, cast of characters mm-hmm. in this very small town of Purgatory, there are different, there are several different sexualities. Mm-hmm. There's different races. Mm-hmm. There's, um, I mean, quite honestly, there's different, I mean, they're all human, but... <laughs> <laughs> but they're... Species? Is that the right word I'm looking for? I don't know. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of diversity considering how small this town yeah. is supposed to be, right? And so I wanted to also make mention of another fantastic show that you brought up that Tim Rosanna is also on. Oh, yeah. Schitt's Creek. Mm-hmm. Schitt's Creek is set in a tiny city, mm-hmm. but there are different races and mm-hmm. different sexualities and different abilities and fucking... Canada is doing it right. <laughs> they are making quality TV right now. Mm-hmm. So, just wanted to put that out there. Uh, let's see. Okay, so wrapping it up quick. Before you do. Tell me. I respect... I just put my two cents in. Uh-huh. Because I also have a microphone. Um, <laughs> you sure do. I really respect that in small town settings, people make them diverse. Because... In the past, and also when you talk about, like, period pieces and stuff, Mm -hmm. directors and creators are always like, well, in this time period, there were no black people. Exactly. And it's like, well, no, there was. You just don't want to involve them in the story, and you yourself are working on this ideal of making, like, you are framing what history is when you make something, Mm -hmm. when you create something. You are giving people in the future 
a snapshot into what life was. Mm -hmm. And if you are constantly excluding people from the narrative, in the future, we're not going to know. Which is, like, Mm -hmm. why we do this podcast. Because women were excluded from the snapshot of history. Mm -hmm. But they had a huge hand in making it. Yeah. Women played a huge role in these things. Mm -hmm. But... Because of whatever filter, you know, was put on it, they were casually, like, brushed aside. Mm -hmm. And, yeah. And I think the... I I really, really respect when creators are conscious of this. Mm -hmm. Because in the past, it's been... It's been a huge thing. Yes. Like, whitewashing roles. And... Mm -hmm. So. Mm. Preach! Just putting that in there. Yes! (laughs) Perfect. Thank you so much. Yeah. All right. I'm just going to quick, quick wrap up. Mm-hmm. So in 2019, mm-hmm. the show went on a little bit of a hiatus. Mm-hmm. So season four, they were greenlit for season four, mm-hmm. but the company was running out of money. Mm-hmm. And so they could not begin. Yeah. Okay. And so the show was in danger of cancellation. Mm-hmm. Or even after being greenlit. Even after being greenlit because there's this huge following of fans mm-hmm. that are called Erpers, which is such a great name. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, the fans have created, like, this huge fandom. And they were like, that's not... That's unacceptable. We fucking love this show. Mm-hmm. It's already been greenlit. Like, how do we make this happen? And so once it became clear that the show was in trouble, the Erpers uh, rallied around the hashtag fight for Winona. Mm-hmm. Right? Which it's true. We actively. We actively hashtag. tweeted and hashtagged for it because, well, we love it. Mm-hmm. Um, so during the winter and the spring, they bought a series of billboards in Times Square. Yep. And raised a bunch of money to make this happen. And as of July 2019, I think it was a week ago, like, when we're recording this, mm-hmm. it was officially, like, yes, we're doing this. Season four, here we come. Yep. Which is so exciting. And yeah. we're super <laughs> stoked. So it's supposed to begin filming in the fall of this year. And then it should come out in uh, summer of 2020. Oh, that is what like I read. So long ago. It's <laughs> that feels like so long. So long because we wanted a new season this summer. Yeah. But because it was put off for so long, it's like, oh, we have to wait a whole year. <laughs> but it's coming and we're very excited. And Emily Andrus was like, oh, it's going to be the erpiest. Like, it, <laughs> this is incredible. It, we're coming at you. Mm-hmm. It was so, thank goodness. Yeah. And this is a a quote from Emily Andrus, who, again, is a showrunner. She said, the Erpers, this is all thanks to them. The movement they have built on kindness and inclusivity is legendary. But what I admire most is their determination to fight not only for what they want, but what they deserve. Mm. And I was like, yes, girl. (laughs) (laughs) So... You need to watch it. I do. I'm pointing at Kiana. Um, <laughs> but also, oh, yeah. listeners. But also, you. You, the, the listeners. Audience. The audience. Go on Netflix. Steal your friend's password. Like, do whatever. And you can... <laughs> Rob your friends. Rob your friends so you can watch Winona Earp. She would be 
very proud of you. (laughs) (laughs) Drink some whiskey, eat a donut, and just, like, get into it because it's such a good show. That's all I got. Okay. Oh, I got uh, my information a little bit from Wikipedia. I got it from... A lot from Danny. A a shitload from Danny (laughs) and just from watching the show. (laughs) And then I read a bunch of different articles. I read one on Mm Vulture.com and Nerdist.com. And just got a little bit of information from, like, the fandom wiki page. Like, the wikia page. Yeah. That's that on that. What do you got? Who are you talking about? Oh. That was nice. I liked that. Thank you. (laughs) Now, now. Moving right along. Now I'll keep going. (laughs) Um, So I'm going to talk to you today about a woman named Ching Shi. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Who is also often referred to as the pirate princess. Oh, shit. Yeah. I love pirates. I'm not usually a big fan of pirates. Really? Yeah. Levi always makes a really good point. They raped a lot of people. Historically speaking, they're not great, but the aesthetic is lovely. (laughs) You're a big fan of Pirates of the Caribbean. Yes. (laughs) Oh, I didn't write this down. You know the second Pirates of the Caribbean movie when they're all, all the like pirate leaders are sitting around the table? Sure. And there's that one lady. Yeah. That she, it's based off of her. Okay. That's exciting. Yeah. So there you go. There's your sneak peek. I'm into, I'm into lady pirates. That's I was a lady pirate she's cool. for Halloween. Lady pirate. A couple years ago. Cool. She's very cool. Excellent. My sources. Um, a video by the YouTube page, Extra Credit. Mm-hmm. Uh, rejectedprincesses.com, fascinate.com, and the website Ancient Origins. Mm, okay. No Wikipedia. I didn't even look at it. Oh, I didn't shit. even open a tab t- for this week. Mm-hmm. But I still really like Wikipedia. Sorry. Uh, okay. Yeah. So, Ching Shi was born in 1775 in Gaozhou. Gaozhou, I believe. Uh, in China. Mm, okay. Uh, her exact birth date has been lost to history, so we don't know. And, in fact, a lot of her early life is unknown. So, I couldn't tell you her parents' names, what she did as a child, mm-hmm. or if she had any siblings. We're just going straight into pirate life. Yeah, well, almost. Okay. So... <laughs> What we do know bef- the breaks. <laughs> we, what we do know that before she came a pirate um, is that she was a sex worker on a flower boat. Oh, so a flower boat is a quote floating pleasure palace. Woo woo! <laughs> uh, <laughs> and they would sail along the coastline and pick up customers. Okay, so it was essentially like a mobile brothel, uh huh, like a brothel cart, like brothel truck, like a food truck, but, but a boat. Brothel. Yeah. A brothel boat. Yeah. Sexy. A lot of things that I was trying to fit in there that I was like, and I didn't need to. I think it's you not get serving kebabs. No. <laughs> Look, nobody judge me. <laughs> okay. So we don't know how much time she spent in this profession, mm-hmm. but one thing is for sure is that she met a man named Cheng Yi. So her name is Ching. His name is Chen. Cheng. C-H-E-N-G. Uh, he okay. was a notorious pirate captain of the Red Flag Fleet who had a long... And he himself had a long line of, like, piracy in his family. Okay. So he had, like, uncles and, like, brothers and stuff who were also pirate captains. Uh-huh. Um, and he was very powerful. 
on on the sea on the and sea. he fell hard for ching mm-hmm. so it was said he fell in love with her for like two reasons a she was beautiful fair enough yeah b he recognized that she was extremely resourceful and incredibly cunning mm. she's beautiful and smart uh he knew that she would be a beneficial partner so he asked her to marry him she agreed to the marriage mm-hmm. so long as he agreed to give her some power within the organization. That's right, girl. Yep. And she wanted to receive an equal share of the of the plunder. Oh! Yeah. Oh! They're swashbuckling and she's like, yeah, half of that's mine. Yes. Nice. Exactly. <laughs> um, and he agreed and the two were married in 1801. Okay. Uh, side by side, the two became just like a power couple of the pirate world. They are the like, Brangelina. They are of pirates. The Carters of pirates. <laughs> yes. That's, oh, thank you. So much better. Mine was. Mine is a defunct. Fucking, Yours is so two thousand. It's two thousand and late. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So Chang was like the muscle, mm-hmm. and Ching was like the brain. Oh, so okay. they gained under her like, like we should do this. Mm-hmm. Uh, they gained control over the salt trade in China. Oh. Um, and other parts of Asia and during this time hit their profits doubled. Oh nice. Yeah. I'm just gonna keep on. Um additionally, they began a coalition of pirates. Mm. So Chang had a lot of people that he knew in the pirate mm-hmm. world. And he was like, why are we competing against each other when we can work together and just plunder the coastlines yeah and like act like yeah we'll fishing work boats. together and get that booty exactly they were going hard for the booty <laughs> as one does yeah as a pirate does <laughs> uh and this coalition became known as the cantonese pirate coalition nice their fleet of 200 ships originally quickly grew to roughly uh 1700 ships jesus christ yeah and the ships were color-coded, so they were the red flag fleet, uh-huh. but then there was also the black fleet, the white fleet, the blue fleet. Nice. Okay. The yellow fleet and the green fleet. I wrote all those down, so I felt the need Thank you. <laughs> You're like, oh, I can't yellow and green. <laughs> <laughs> and in this coalition, under Chang and Ching, there was roughly 50,000 to 70,000 pirates. That's a lot of pirates. That's a lot of pirates. Holy cats. Uh, in 1807, just six years after they were married and amassed all of this power, Cheng died in Vietnam. Mm-hmm. And it left the question of who would captain this ginormous fleet. Cheng, obvi. Obviously. But, so, <laughs> the other captains of the, like, subfleets, the, like, black, white, mm-hmm. red, yellow, and green. And blue. Uh, you forgot blue. Oh, fuck. God damn it, Kiana. Who gives a fuck about blue? <laughs> <laughs> I don't care about them anymore. Um, so they all met to discuss who would take over. And then Ching showed up and was like, hey guys, clearly I should be the captain. (laughs) I put a lot, put a lot of work into this Mm -hmm. bitch. I'm smart. I know how things work and I'm the most qualified. Like I'm the, I'm, that's right. I'm doing shit. And the other captains were like hesitant. Mm -hmm. They knew she was super qualified but they were like, a lady hasn't really, like, captained a ship, you know? Uh, you have a vagina. Exactly. But they were still like, you, it makes sense, but this one thing is, 
making us hesitant. Mm-hmm. And then what I like to think, but not what actually happened, <laughs> is that okay. she, after they were like, we don't, we don't, that's against tradition to let a lady yeah. do that. And she was probably like, y'all are fucking pirates and you care about the rules? Excuse me. Exactly. Who are you? A bunch of nerds. And they were like, <laughs> we're not nerds. You can be captain. Um, but what actually happened was Chang, C-H-A-N-G. Okay. Who was the second in line of Chang. Oh, boy. This is difficult. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. No, this is... So this Chang, is... Chang is dead. No. Well, yes. Chang. Is it an E? Yeah. With e, an e. E is dead. Chang is mm-hmm. dead. Chang, who is... His, he was his second. His second in command. Mm-hmm. And his adoptive son. And his adoptive son. He was like... He was supposed to be in line for the captain. Okay. But he was like, you know, I think she would be better. I'll be her... I'm going to be her second. I would like to be her second because she's the most capable. I gotcha. He's like, I'm good in the position that I'm in. Let's just bump her up, make her top dog, and I'll just just stay where I am. Yeah. And then the other guys were like, okay. Oh, nice. And so she was. (laughs) So now she... Excellent. She is the captain to 70,000 pirates. Holy cats. Yes. Sweet ginger bits. (laughs) (laughs) Get get a few more reaction audio. <laughs> Let Daniel <laughs> just kind of crafted it in. Great Odin's Raven. <laughs> okay. Before I tell you about her life as captain, I want to tell you a little bit more about Chang. Because he's important. Second in command. Yes, the second okay. in command. And he's important. Okay, tell me about him. So this is what history expects his life was Mm -hmm. so he was a young boy how young i don't know when he was picked up by chang e okay he later became e i'm just gonna call him e from here on okay he later became e's lover oh and then oh was promoted to second in command and remained e's lover Mm. then e and ching got married and probably most definitely kept Chang in their coupling. Oh. So it was a thruple. Oh, yes. Yes. Get it. <laughs> Look, polyamory works for some people. Yeah. And it if works. That's your, if that's your jam, you get it. Yes. And now, remember I said he was his also adopted son. So. That is well. Thing. A common practice for gay and bisexual people in China at the time, because they couldn't get married, uh-huh. was to adopt their lovers if possible. Okay. So that when they died, they could be included in the will. That's right. Okay. Oh, okay. So, Chang was their adopted son, but also their lover. That's... I, I'm trying to make... Nice. Really- no, no, no. I, under- I understand completely. So, after... E dies, Mm -hmm. Ching and Chang remain in their relationship. Gotcha. And now Chang is her second in command, her adopted son, and her lover. Sexy. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And that's this what you need to know. Okay. Because if I were to be like, yeah, it's second in command and her son, but also they started a relationship together, it would seem creepy without that. That would be weird, but thank you. Yes. Thank you. That's exactly what I was saying. I was like, 
So, um, what now? How does that work? But that makes sense. They're yes. like, you can't get married and therefore you can't pass anything out onto this person. Yes. So why not? Okay. Yeah. Okay. So that's, you know, you gotta I just thought break was... the rules to, to make shit happen. Yeah. It. And it was, I just thought it was interesting. Yeah. That's really interesting. And it all seemed ace to me. Yeah. Except for, I don't know how old Chang is. Yeah. So if he was a, like a young, young boy, then mm-hmm. this is bad. That's not great, yeah. But he was old enough to be second in command. So I don't imagine that's like an infant. No. (laughs) (laughs) Anywho. (laughs) Back to the story. Yep. Ching is captain. So as a captain, she was a powerhouse. The fleet grew even stronger under her command, and they were expanding their reserves of loot and their organized systems of business. Mm-hmm. Okay, never mind. I'm, I'm going to say it later. I should just follow my notes. I trust myself. Um, <laughs> cut that out. She wasn't drunk when she wrote these. <laughs> no, I was. I was just tired. I wrote them yesterday. <laughs> it was, when yesterday better than was, this morning. Yesterday was Zeth and I's anniversary. That's right. And so we did a lot of, like, She murdered driving. a crab. I murdered a crab. <laughs> but I bet it was delicious. It was very good. Mm-hmm. We had it with a side of pasta. That's what's up. But I was very tired and was like up in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. And then I went to sleep and then woke up at like 6 a.m. And it was right in these notes. Okay. Anywho. <laughs> organized system of business. Uh, every single ship, no matter how small, was given an edict. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Sounded out from Qingxi to display in the, like, common area of their ship. And it was on every ship. So all, like, 600 or however many I said. Uh-huh. And it was essentially a pirate code of conduct. Oh. And some of these rules included that Qing had to approve all planned attacks beforehand. So okay. you couldn't you couldn't go without... You can't go rogue. Exactly. Any booty that was seized (laughs) had to first be presented to the fleet Uh and then registered. And then 20% of that loot Uh you were allowed to keep. And then 80% went to the fleet's collective. So it was for, like, supplies and ship repairs that all of them needed. It was essentially taxes. Yeah. Another rule. Don't desert your post or take shore without leave. Okay. Uh, w- don't take shore leave without permission. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> I would have accepted it either way. <laughs> uh, a pirate who wished to take a beautiful female captive uh-huh. as their wife was free to do so, but they were bound to be faithful and to care for her. Unfaithfulness and rape mm-hmm. would be punished. Fuck yeah. Yes. I mean... It's still not great that they're like, you're pretty. I'm clear my way is mine. But, I mean, at least yeah. they're being, you know, punished for bad behavior. Yeah. And, like, it, it, as far you as could, you can expect a pirate to go. Yeah. <laughs> and I guess that's sort of like. They could be taken, uh-huh. but, like, they in perform, like, wifely duties uh-huh. as long as it wasn't sex mm-hmm. without. Permission. The, the wife's permission. Yeah. Which is a lot for pirates. It sure is. It <laughs> it's sure a, is. sure goddamn lot for pirates. <laughs> Female captains who were considered to be ugly 
were to be released unharmed. (laughs) (laughs) And you don't, you don't plunder anymore, in -hmm. quotation marks. You partake in the transferring of goods. (laughs) (laughs) With force. Yes. (laughs) Didn't. But you're not plundering no. because that's a mean word. Uh-huh. You're transferring goods. <laughs> uh, and those who didn't stick to the code were punished. Th- those were a few awesome. of the rules. And she kept a two-strike system, probably because she never heard of baseball. <laughs> <laughs> um, after the first violation, a person was either beaten, flogged, clapped in irons, or got their ears cut off. Because it was like, oh, you're not going to listen to the rules? You don't need these bad boys. <laughs> Which is brutal, but I thought was just a little funny. <laughs> yeah. It's poetic. Um, and then after the second violation, the person would be killed in various ways. Blank. Yeah. Well, I th- her favorite thing was to behead people. Solid. Yeah. <laughs> Way better than walking the plank. Yeah. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, strategically speaking, you could probably survive if you walk the plank. Yeah, but if you didn't, you'd, like, suffer right before you died. At least with beheading, you'd just, like... It's ended. That's true. Right, you, right Look, to your nerves. we're talking about pirates and they want the fucking plank. <laughs> Let me have my moment. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to walk Gosh. all over your moment. Um, so under Ching Shi's direction, the Red Flag Fleet launched itself on all coastal towns across China. And they made the most, like, coveted place that they hadn't yet been before was the Canton Peninsula. Okay. So it was a river system. So they weren't uh-huh. like open oceans or coastal cities. They actually got inland. Mm. Any resistance was put down and people were held for ransom and tributes were demanded. And any forces that the Chinese government sent were defeated in battle. Nice. Because at this point, the Chinese government didn't have a very good navy. And they okay. didn't. It's a historical thing. China didn't invest in their naval fleets. And that's what led to the opium wars. Oh, because it's so nice to have somebody who knows their shit around here. Because I'm just well, like, uh huh, okay. Well, I'm saying didn't this. know that was a thing. I'm saying this, and it's like, oh, she knew, she just knew that. I read it in my research. It, was, it wasn't okay. like a oh, this fits the puzzle in my mind of history. This was a I learned this. <laughs> you just say it with so much confidence. You, of course, I knew that. Duh. What's wrong? With, didn't you? What's wrong with you? So, okay, fair enough. And what was once the stranglehold that they had on the salt industry, like Ching and Ching and yeah. E had, uh, she grew that stranglehold hold to any sea commerce in China. So, like, oh. the fishing boats, the trader ships, mm-hmm. everything was hers. Oh. It was essentially, you pay me to not sink you. <laughs> <laughs> Solid planning. Yeah. It's a little... I mean, if you were a fisher, yeah, it'd be a little great. irritating. Yeah. But to be but her... But it's like, well, give you some of my shit mm-hmm. or have no boat. Mm-hmm. I'd rather keep a boat. Exactly. In 1809, the government had, like, had it with her. And so they got the help from the Portuguese and the British. Mm. And I burped. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they got help from the Portuguese and the British and made an effort to kill Ching okay. and stop her reign of terror. Uh-huh. So they went to an area where Ching often did her ship repairs. Okay. So she was docked and it was <gasps> in a bay. Uh-huh. 
and they blockaded the bay. Those dicks. Yeah. Okay. I mean, she was, she's breaking the law. <laughs> I mean, a lot of them, she yeah. Did, she but did terrorize a lot of... But we're on her side right now, we so are. yeah, fuck the government. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... They blockaded her in. The government had 60 junks, which was a type of boat. 60 okay. junks, 35 fishing boats, and four junks. western ships on their side. Okay. Ching had seven junks and a handful of loading boats. Mm. Things aren't looking good for These her. These are bad odds. Yeah. Not good. Yeah. Bad. You said it. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't need to repeat it. Um, <laughs> she sent for help, but the only news she got back was that the Black Fleet who was in that area, uh-huh. wasn't going to come help her. They're like, mm, bye. Yeah. And she was oh. like, oh. I fucking see how it is. <laughs> well, Uh-oh. this is shitty. If she gets out of this alive, they are fucked. Okay. Carry on. Okay. <laughs> Please, do. Please do. So the authorities laid siege to the pirate ships mm-hmm. for three weeks straight. Weeks? Weeks. Boy. I apologize. No, It's, it's okay. on Vibrate. Sorry, my phone went off. It goes off every episode. I'm just going to stop bringing it. I'm sorry. Look, we're trying to make plans <laughs> for after this. I find it acceptable. Shave Ice is going to be in the future. Okay, well, they're not coming because they just left the house. Ugh, losers. These, yeah. Idiots. Anyways. <laughs> what was I saying before I... Three weeks. In, they okay. laid siege for three weeks. Yes. So for three Seems weeks... Seems a long time to sink a boat. Well... Eight boats. It's well, and because they were blockaded in the bay, it yeah. wasn't like the the oop, the government could go around yeah. her. Yeah. So she just had to put on a real strong front line. Uh huh. And they were also probably hesitant about blowing up everything behind them. Yeah. And I think at mm. one point she had her. She would send the loading boats, so okay. the small boats. To the big ships, and a few times they were able to throw, like, a thing on fire on board. Oh, okay. And because they had so much ammunition, Mm -hmm. the boats would blow up. (laughs) And then... (laughs) And then they would obviously have to, like, clear the area for a little bit before they could come back. Yep. And then they would have to reload. And Mm -hmm. so, like, the ships could carry so much, they would leave. I forget how fucking long it took to, like, (laughs) load a cannon. Yeah. And all that stuff. So, yeah. Three weeks, it takes a okay, week fine. to load a cannon. <laughs> it can only shoot three times. It can only then shoot one. cannonballs. Yeah. And then they have to go get it because if they had too many cannonballs on board, it would ship. sink. Because it's so. heavy. Exactly. Oh, we don't know, physics. folks. This is, <laughs> this is all speculation. <laughs> Anyways, on one of the final days of the three weeks, the government sent what were called suicide boats. Okay. So, the boats didn't have any people on them. Mm-hmm. It was full of straw and explosives, mm. and it was set on fire and then pushed with the air behind them to her. They sent fucking, like, Molotov ships in? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Molotov ships. That's a- oh, my gosh. Okay. Um, And Ching and her crew just, like, with long sticks poked them and, like, sent them to the shore. <laughs> And, like, d- made sure they weren't coming near them. Yeah. And then, a stroke of luck, the wind changed. <laughs> and so, the last two that they hadn't run ashore... Yeah. 
were sent back to the government side. Oh my gosh. And then she had taken... So when they ran the boats ashore, they sort of like emptied them out and were going to use the boats because they were like, we only have seven. Let's get as many boats as we can. Yeah, these Molotov boats are on our team now. Yeah, exactly. But they, with the wind now in their favor, they sent the ships back out Uh as like a barrier. Yeah. And then the seven ships and the the boarding boats were able to break the line and escape. Oh my gosh. This is epic. (laughs) Yeah. This is incredible. It's very cool. I really like the Molotov boats. I can't express to you how exciting that is. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So after the Molotov boats, Uh three weeks of siege, she only lost 40 men. She kept all of her boats. They just needed like little repairs. Like she barely lost anything. I'm just saying the British and Portuguese, not great at their jobs. Well, I mean, they sent four like Western ships. It wasn't a bunch, <laughs> but <laughs> she was able to get past them. And so she's free now. Mm-hmm. She's like, I have the government coming after me. This bitch ass black fleet just turned their back yeah. on me. Um, I'm sort of over it. <laughs> so after the, after everything, she decided she wanted to retire. Mm-hmm. She was like, this is a lot. <laughs> I've done so much. <laughs> so she went to the government and said, listen, I want to keep all my money. I want a small fleet of personal ships. Uh-huh. Uh, every one of my m- men gets granted amnesty, and they get the option of joining your military. And they get an, an allowance. They need money to th- support themselves. What? And I want... <laughs> she asked for a lot. And I want the, like, adoption between me and Chang Nolan Void, because I want to marry him. Uh-huh. And the government... Oh, and it, she wanted all of that in exchange for her to just not exist on the sea anymore. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, look, I put up a good fight. Yeah. So meet my demands or, uh, let's, or, or let's keep fucking doing this. Yeah. So oh the government was like, what the fuck? No. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of shit. And so she was like, oh, okay. <laughs> and then she went into the Canton Delta yeah. And completely destroyed everything. Oh, shit. She just, like, went in and was like, you don't want to give me what I want? Fuck this city. Fuck this boat. Fuck <laughs> these people. <laughs> and then after she did all this, she went back to the government and said, let's try this again. Give me what I want. <laughs> and oh, I'll retire. Shit. And she pulled a Daenerys. <laughs> Honestly. Damn. And then the Chinese government was like, you make a valid point. We do want you. Off, we do want you off the seas, but in order to get what you want, uh, all you have to do is kneel before us. Yeah, and we'll give it to you. Okay. And she's like, "Hmm, that's funny because I'm not, I'm not gonna kneel. So, give me what I want, or I'm gonna go fuck up the cities even more than I did." Round two, bitches. Yes, and they were like. Listen, we I, we don't want you to do that, but we also want you to kneel. And she's like, I'm done dealing with all of you guys. Mm-hmm. And then she went to the head guy himself. Mm-hmm. She, like, just walked into his his house, like, unarmed. Mm-hmm. And was like, this is what I want. And he was like, okay, that's fine. Your men don't have to kneel. Okay. But if you want to be able to marry Chang, uh-huh. I will 
marry you guys. Okay. And because of, like, the marriage ceremony and everything, you have to kneel in front of me. (laughs) (laughs) But but it's... Oh, my God! Get off it! She doesn't need to fucking kneel! But she was like, okay, fine, I will. But it was only her and him and it was because uh-huh. i believe it was because it's a part of the ceremony yeah yeah like you can't get married like, and not kneel <laughs> it happens to be part of the thing but he's like nah, that's right you're gonna kneel in front of me exactly even and though he was like i'll nothing. take this i'll take this as a win <laughs> I'll, I'll do it exactly <laughs> oh gosh okay and so they were married in 1813 and she's now a retired pirate okay they welcomed their first child a son named cheng lu lin uh and then they had a daughter whose birthday and name we don't know. Okay. And then in 1822, Chang died. And Ching was like, well, that was nice home life. And then relocated to Macau and opened an illegal gambling house. (laughs) (laughs) She also got herself involved in the salt trade again. Mm -hmm. But I think on the straight and narrow. On the street, on the streets, not in the boats. Yes. Okay. And she also opened up a brothel. It's like, Started in a brothel. Yeah. She owned a brothel. Yeah. Full full circle. Um, So based on the huge numbers of pirates that she had and the fact that she retired and lived peacefully (laughs) after it. (laughs) Impressive. A lot of historians conclude that she has, she is the greatest pirate full stop. Like in history. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And she died peacefully in 1844, the age of 69. Nice. Nice. That's a... Holy shit. What a tale. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm into that. Where's the fucking movie about her? Right. Fuck fucking sales. What's that show called? Black sales. Fuck black sales. (laughs) This is a better story than all of those. There, I think, is one show or movie about her Uh in China. That's but so I feel cool. like there needs to be 10,000 movies about Absolutely. Absolutely. This is that's a pirate flick that I want. I'd watch the shit out of that. Me too. That's awesome. The only reason why I watch Pirates of the Caribbean is cuz of Keira Knightley. Oh, good point. Mm. I really like Orlando Bloom. Oh yeah, he's a pretty good guy. <laughs> <laughs> I also like the duo of the guy with the wooden eye. <laughs> Like, those two get up to some shenanigans. Oh, (laughs) Oh, they're a hoot. Yeah. Oh, shit. That's such a good story. Yeah. Thank you for that. You're welcome. I never heard of her. No. To me, okay, but to be fair, I don't know much about pirates. Everyone's heard of fucking Blackbeard, though. Yeah. What did he do? Mm -hmm. He had a black beard. Yeah. Davy Jones. What did he do? I don't know. He had a locker. (laughs) Did he know the combination? We don't know. We don't know. (laughs) Oh, then one thing I was going to say was the British saw how she ruled the seas Uh and how the Chinese government didn't have a strong navy. And they saw that as an opportunity for power in the region. Okay. And that's one of the effects of her reign was the Mm -hmm. opium wars. But not not directly because she wasn't involved in opium trade or anything. But they essentially, like, they looked at her and went, well, we could do that. Yeah. They were like, oh, we have a strong navy. What the hell? Oh, okay. I have still no idea what the opium wars are, but 
I assume there was over opium between China and Britain. I do believe it's because the Chinese wanted to cut off people using opium. Uh Uh-huh. And the British were like, hold on, we make a lot of money from this. We are into it. We have dens for this. Exactly. Mm. And they were like, we're going to keep pumping opium in, and you're not going to do anything about it. What are you going to do? Fight us on the seas? You can't. We've seen. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Dang. Okay. That's very good. All right. Mm -hmm. Well, that's your fucking daily dose of moxie, children. Mm Mm-hmm. Children. Who says children? I've never said children. Why do I address people like that? Cats and kittens. Cats and kittens. God, Infant. we talked so much about cats the other day. Are you at dinner? Are you possessed by a pelisit? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, follow us on <laughs> our social medias. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Um, on Facebook and Instagram, we are at that broad Scott Moxie, and on Twitter, we are just broad Scott Moxie. That's right. And uh, fucking get on wherever <laughs> wherever <laughs> you're listening, and uh, rate, review, and subscribe mm-hmm. to us. Leave us some nice reviews. Give us those five stars. Mm-hmm. And you can also get in contact with us if you have you know some stories to share or you know comments or whatever you want to do you can just t- you know email us and say hi uh our email is that moxie at gmail.com yeah yeah and that's it Th- that's all we got we're mm-hmm. gonna go get shave ice now hell yeah bye, bye. music by sage krenning cover art by Vinny navarrete produced and edited by danielle barsanti Side effects of listening to this podcast may include excessive moxie, zero tolerance for the patriarchy, sass mouth, excessive sweating, tipsy tittering, desire to stick into the metaphorical man, fear of cats, empowering women, clammy hands and feet, the inability to do math, lack of patience for the bullshit, thirst for knowledge, questioning the system, cravings for bougie chicken, vodka, and justice, and in some cases, can cause death on hills.